14? 13. 13. So you had it right. Look at you. Welcome back to the Be Under Par podcast, episode 13. I almost screwed that up again. Thank you for my main man, TT, over here, always keeping it in check. He knows uh, he knows what episodes we're on, always keeping the ship running tight. He is our Jamie of the Be Under Par podcast. Um, so I actually want to introduce who's uh, a former guest, but now the uh, club fitting specialist and friend of the Be Under Par team, uh, Matt Gilbert. What's going on, guys? It's good to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you, bro. Um, we actually just finished a fit. So um, so you're going to look for that on our YouTube channel. And then also we'll have um, we'll have some clips up on Instagram and Facebook. Um, but it was actually a lot of fun. And I think one of the things was uh, we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about like what goes into a fit, right? Um, Matt has been how long? We talked about this, I think, in a previous episode, but how long have you been uh, a fitter for TaylorMade? So this actually is officially my 10th year uh, with TaylorMade specifically, but I started uh, I started working in golf and uh, club club retail, if you will, uh, 2007. So Dude, I you're... didn't even do the math in my head at this point, but you're... whatever that is. You're dating yourself. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You're making, us, you're making yeah. me feel old too because uh... we've been through it. So... One of the things, though, that I want to talk about today, um, so like I said, we just finished an iron fitting with the TaylorMade. I play a Mizuno MMC, MP, MP20 uh, MMC, um, and we went through a fitting of uh, a couple heads from TaylorMade, uh, and it was a lot of fun. Not only yeah, it was, was really cool. It, uh, you know, we're, you got your account reopened up now, so you're going to start stocking the TaylorMade stuff. We're getting ready to do a demo day here this weekend, and we got all the stuff over a little bit earlier and it was, it was, uh, it was a really cool experience to get you through the, uh, fit with a couple of, of the new irons. I know you played around with a couple of them, but you haven't really got a, a chance to properly test out some of the new irons. Right. For sure. Um, and one of the things why I wanted to do that, right? Like th that's what I want to focus on here at be under par is, uh, the performance center. I want to focus on the, uh, the ability and the reason as to why fitting is so important and we're going to specialize in that matt has helped me out a lot he has a lot of knowledge as he said he's been doing it for a while um but it's also um the importance of it so uh, if you could lay that out for uh, some of the listeners is just like have like an idea of first off why is a club fitting so experienced and then maybe we could talk about um not only why is a club fitting uh important but then also some of the reasons or how you would actually go about the club fitting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely important to go through a fit. Now there's different levels of fit as well too. And I think we'll kind of touch on that in, in a couple of minutes right here, but no matter what level of fit you go through, it's definitely important to at least have some level of fit and testing of the equipment before you buy it. Um, even generation to generation or, year to year really with with all the the club companies coming out with new clubs every year um you know you really just can't assume the fit from last year even is going to be a relevant fit in the new one um, a great example of myself last year uh, i've played the same shaft in the same specs and uh, my tailor-made driver the last you know number of years we went back through the the history of that before but uh the Sim 2 driver, as an example, was a little bit unique in the launch characteristics of it. 
and early in the year I was, you know, a real jacked up to get the new club. So I didn't pay attention to anything. I hadn't even tested the club yet. It was in uh, January of last year. I think I bought it. Um, and I just went the identical specs as I did the year before. And it, it honestly just really wasn't a good fit. Um, you know, I think it, it, like I said, it had different launch characteristics and that same fit in, in shaft and loft and, and the head settings as well too, just was not a relevant fit anymore. And, and, you know, for a person like me, even, you know, that could make a mistake like that. Now the average golfer really doesn't stand a chance when they just walk into a big box store and grab the first driver off the rack that sticks out to them. And as expensive as clubs are these days, you know, that, that, that's an expensive mistake to make, you know, when you're spending five, 500 plus dollars on a driver, you know, you want to make sure that the driver is the best fit for, for, for what you're trying to do. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and I remember actually last year when we were playing, uh, you were talking about that and you actually ended up, I think at a certain point, just switching out cause it wasn't the right fit for you. You had assumed, right? Like that. And I think a lot of people, I talked to a lot of people, same thing is like, they just go pull a, a driver off the rack and um, you have no clue if that's actually the one for you. Mm -hmm. You maybe hit it a few times in the bay, but you have no like kind of direction or steering um, with that. So maybe you could speak to, cause like one of the things that I thought was pretty interesting, which I've, I've been playing golf for, uh, so you want to talk about dating yourself, I think 25 years now. And one of the things is uh, I nerd out on like equipment and technology, but I guess what I realized in talking to you is as I don't nerd out as hard as I, I think I do. <laughs> so like there's, there's a and point being is like, there's a lot of stuff uh, like fine tuning of equipment that is uh, that I like learn all the time. So like, actually we were talking about it the other day. What is it? The, uh, like a shaft dampener? Is that? Is that yeah. The vibration yeah. damper. Yeah. So there's a couple different ones. Uh, True temper has, has really been the main one to, to use that in their steel shafts for a while. Uh, they called it Sensicore way back in the day. Um, that's probably dating everybody in here. That's a little bit even prior to my time, but I remember that. And uh, they went away from it for a while and they actually recently brought it back in the Elevate sh shafts. And I think it's uh, expanded to a couple of, of the dynamic golds as well too, but they call it the VSS or the vibration suppression system. Um, there's an aftermarket, uh, a, a, I think there's a couple aftermarket versions as well too that, that can be added into any steel shaft, but makes a big difference in, in, in feel and, and especially, especially for people that hit indoors or on a mat a lot, that's a little bit of a rougher impact on your joint. So it becomes that much more important, especially when you get into playing year round and taking a lot of swings off the mat. We want to make sure we are able to enjoy the game of golf for as long as possible. So to avoid an injury should be number one goal. And, and something like that is big step in it. Yeah, that's wild to me. Like I, I learned about that the other day. I mean, I guess I had heard of something, but a little bit better of a breakdown and, and how important it actually is um, and how much it helps. And then after talking to you about it, because right now I have the TaylorMade uh, complete like fitting set where I have their whole demo um set here at you know, preparing for our demo day coming up this saturday um and that had some of those shafts and i specifically looked for that after having that conversation with you mm -hmm. and i did notice like i purposely tried to hit a few thin 
And granted, if, if you watch our video on the fitting, I didn't purposely hit a few of those thin, but uh, I can do that without trying. Um, so, but what I noticed was it was just, it was a significant difference. Yeah. Cause then I went back and tried a shaft without that, uh, that vibration. Um, Say that one more time, the VSS. So yes. the vibration. Exactly. Vibration suppression system, I think, I think is what it stands for. Yeah. So that, that, but that was just a, a big difference instantaneously. So yeah. again, unless you know someone that knows these details, like you could be missing out yeah. and it could just be, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to even cost more. Mm -hmm. It's just technology that's built into a shaft that's not necessarily an upcharge or anything. So knowing that is a big deal. Like to yeah. me, I noticed the instantaneous difference. So now you're talking about cold day, you're talking about, you know, different. That's really systems. the time it makes the biggest difference, you know, being in the Northeast and, uh, the winter days or, or the days in the end of the year, beginning of the year where it's a little bit cold in the morning, you catch one a little bit thin with that one. I don't have to uh, explain that to a lot of golfers around here, how not good of a time that is. <laughs> so to improve on that is big. And, and like you said, it's not a very expensive thing. And, and it's something that's overlooked a lot too. And I guess to kind of circle back to what we were talking about before, you can kind of make a fit as, or, fitting in general, uh, you know, as detailed and techy and minute as possible or as simple as possible as well, too. And that's that's what I think the the average golfer uh, really should should find a place like this that, that specializes in those custom fits and stuff like that, because I think for the average golfer, maybe not the best thing to obsess uh, about every little speck down to the very last detail in that. But to put your trust in a person that understands that stuff and knows and can, and can cover all those little things in the course of a fit or kind of knowing your game. And, and especially as long as you can stay with uh, a person you, you trust as a club fitter as well, they'll start to kind of learn your game and understand the tendencies. And, and as you buy a couple of sets with them, they'll start to kind of learn with that to kind of put your trust in a person that understands all that stuff doesn't complicate it on a year end with that, but that, you know, that this club is completely dialed in is, uh, you know, just such a valuable thing to have on the golf course. Cause to the point you were talking about, even in the, um, video we just did to have the confidence over the club sure. is probably the biggest thing in the golf swing. And if you can be confident that, you know, you know, without a question of a doubt that this club is fit for my swing and for what I'm trying to do, it just lets you take a, a, a more natural swing and not kind of worry about that aspect of it. That makes perfect sense because sometimes, and I think it comes down to the knowledge of the, the person who's fitting too, because uh, when we just did that fit, it was, you didn't complicate anything. You didn't really, you kept it very basic but you're relying on your knowledge, right? Um, and you don't necessarily, you don't necessarily need to convey that. So like a analogy or like a comparison for me is in swing coaching or talking to people about swing uh, and just like teaching, right? You're, the more you complicate it for them, the more you like cloud their mind. Oh yeah. Um, whereas I can just kind of have a breakdown of, okay, this is what they're doing. This is the reason why they're doing it. I don't, sometimes I get in trouble because I'll ex over explain. Mm -hmm. And, and what I think you did a really good job of is not over explaining, just saying like, you know, if someone has the question or if they need the understanding or want the understanding, sure, break it down for them. But then to be able to dial back and just use your knowledge and apply mm -hmm. it 
where necessary, right? Like you were just saying, okay, this is going to be a good fit for you based on what we saw here. And then there wasn't really much else, but you knew to go exactly for this. And then all of a sudden you get the desired results. So that's a pretty cool part of a fit too, is making sure you have an experienced fitter that doesn't necessarily overshare the knowledge and kind of cloud your mind because that can affect the fitting as well. So why don't we talk about, uh, I, actually, what is like the the process? If you, like a, a quick like breakdown a standard of like fit. a, a yeah. standard fit. Yeah, well, I think there's kind of, like I said, said before, there's a couple different levels in, in the style of fit. Um, so we had mentioned before, there's a demo day coming up here this weekend. So that's kind of the, the two ways I'll break that down is, is like a demo day fit in a more personalized club fitting, which is what we're going to specialize in here. Um, the demo day fit, both of the, the processes are pretty similar between them, but we'll go into kind of the, the differences after, but a driver and an iron fit is more or less the same. Um, you'll always start with, with kind of getting a baseline and, and the way I like to do it is, is, um, when you start to fit the biggest, uh, thing you have to do is kind of start a dialogue with with the golfer that's where you're going to kind of gather the information you know where are they starting from what's their skill level in the game what clubs are they using like we were talking about getting the baseline with their uh, current clubs i kind of let them uh, warm up a little bit as i'm as i'm uh, talking to them and you get kind of what are the objectives out of the fit what what is that golfer trying to accomplish that day is it you know, is it, you know, a certain issue they're having right now? Is it certain improvements in a different aspect, whether it be the distance or the accuracy? You know, is it a really big slice, a really big hook? Maybe in terms of a demo day, there is really no objective other than just trying the new equipment and getting, hey, you know, I want to try a new stealth driver. What's just the best fit in the stealth I play Callaway now? That, that's a, a, a very common one as well, too. So that, that'll guide the rest of the fit is to kind of which things you zone in on and how deep you're going to go into which, which, uh, which aspects of it. So like I said, you get kind of a baseline with their a current club. Then we look at the numbers. So whether it be a driver fit or an iron fit, I always like to use a launch monitor when possible as well, too. I don't like to only rely on the launch monitor. That's more for me as the fitter as well, too. I like to recap it with them, but I don't like, I, I really don't want the golfer to be looking at shot to shot with that. You'll see, especially with the driver, they'll want to know after every shot, oh, how long that go? You know, so that's the biggest thing too, especially if you're, if, if you're, if you're outdoors, especially just look at the ball flight, get the kind of natural feel for what you would be doing. And then you look at the recap and, and the averages on there. Then we start into the recommendations. The first thing we start with, whether it be the driver or the iron fit is always the club head. Um, you know, that's something we've talked about as well too. kind of some of the myths of, of, golf clubs as well too and especially the custom club fitting as well um i think sometimes because it's fun to talk about and there's a lot of tech and specs in it but stuff like sh shafts and other parts of the golf clubs that get a lot of attention like i said the myth of the the shaft is the engine of the golf club 
the club head is still the single most important thing. That's the only part of the club actually striking the golf ball that has by far the biggest impact on the ball flight, the ball speed, all those aspects of it are gonna be the biggest impact in the club head. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to start with the biggest differences and fine tune that on the way down. So the club head's always gonna be the, no, the number one thing, uh, especially with, with a driver to dial in the, the club head loft and then the effective loft of it. That's an important thing with uh, today's adjustable drivers as well too. When you adjust the effective loft of a driver, you're gonna change the angle of the club head as well too. Um, so that goes back to understanding the player, kind of having a dialogue with them, understanding where the tendencies are and where the misses are. So we could say, you know, if we want, you know, a 10 or say an 11 degree finished loft on that, but say I want it to be, you know, a little bit closed because I, I fight a little bit of a slice, well, maybe then go into a nine degree driver and dial in up the loft by two degrees on that will get us to that 11 degree loft, but have a closed club face to help combat the slice as well too, and vice versa. So kind of just starting there, like I said, to make the biggest impact on the ball flight. And then you start dialing down into the shaft. This is really gonna kind of fine tune the ball flight, but what the shaft really plays into is the feel of the club. And the feel of the club is gonna dictate how you deliver the club. And that's where the launch monitors have the biggest impact is especially on the GC quad you have here where you could see that club head data, you could actually see how you're delivering it, you know, what the actual loft is at impact. Are you adding loft? Are you taking loft off of the club? Are you coming inside out, outside in? Is the club head open or closed? We can get all that exact data right there. So that's actually the biggest um, thing you'll see a shaft actually adjust. Um, and then from there, once we dial in the right club head, the right shaft with that, then we make our kind of tuning adjustments, I'll, I'll call them. So in a driver that's adjusting the weights, if possible, or any other small little things like that in the irons, uh, a little bit more important in the irons, but then we would go into like a length and life fit in the irons with that one. Um, and then after all that, we kind of dial in the exact recommended club that we're going with. Then we do a recap. We look at what where we started with, where we ended with, and what of the objectives we were able to accomplish off of that. Now, ideally, in most of the fits that we do, I like to accomplish all the objectives. But a lot of times as well, you know, you may you know come in and say, hey, you know, that's maybe either not the club doing this, or you know, that may be a good fit as well too. And that's. And that's really important going to a, a, a trusted club fitter as well too, and not just the club salesman as, as well. Um, and having access to a place like this where you have pros on staff that can do swing instruction, fitness evaluations and stuff like that. Cause to fit clubs is, you know, one of the biggest impacts of your golf game, but it's not the only one either. Sure. Yeah, no, that's really good. That's really good information. And in fact, every time we talk about this, I feel like even if it's information that I've, I've soaked in before, I still learn something. Um, and it's just kind of like, no matter how long you've been around this game, you can always be reminded of something or have it kind of like click in a different way. So I think that's really good to kind of review that stuff, not only for people that, you know, have never heard it, but also just for people that have been around it and can learn, you know, kind of refresh their mind. 
because that's that's what talking about it for me it kind of refreshes my mind and i learn a little bit um and it kind of re-engages me to the importance of making sure that the clubs you're hitting and just kind of fine-tuning but there's multiple aspects to this game and that's what's so fun about it is like you know it can be cumbersome because it's a difficult game and you know you go through good spells and bad spells and there's burnout, right? Um, but the cool part about it is is you can take it to this level too, right? Like you can ha be as detailed as you want or you can um, be as simplistic as you want. And it's really up to the golfer and uh, the guide can be the fitter in this case. Yeah. And so I think that's pretty cool. What about, uh, what about iron fits? What is that? What, how does that look a little bit different in your mind? Yeah. So really the, the, the process is really identical. I think the things you look for in an iron fit, like I mentioned before that, that dynamic, uh, loft and live fit at the end is probably the biggest thing, but, um, you know, with, with an iron fit, there is a little bit more, um, it's a little bit more subjective on the golfer's end of it than a, than a driver is a driver is a little bit easier to go by the numbers, especially on the launch monitors, where an iron is a little bit more to the feel of the golfer. It becomes a little bit more important to take a look at making sure that golfer is delivering the club the right way and really striking the ball well. After that, there's a lot of leeway you could give in the iron in terms of how a golfer likes to play their irons. Um, you know, iron's not like a driver. You're hitting a lot of different types of shots with irons. You're hitting partial shots. You know, and everyone has different tendencies too. Some people like to hit full. Some people don't like to hit full sh shots at all. So even sometimes with specs like the the stiffness on a shaft as well too, sometimes that could be different for an iron or, or a driver as well. So, you know, it really is two different things. You know, the process is identical, but, but it's two different animals, if you will, when it comes to kind of what you're trying to fit with there. Um, and then same thing, same idea as, uh, as the driver as well to the club head is going to dictate the vast majority of, you know, the ball flight and the results out of it. And especially uh, with the irons, the, the shaft comes down to the feel more than more than anything. And, and that's what we saw with your fit today, too. And, and, you know, I don't think it was a lot to do with the flex profile of the shaft as much as it was just a little extra weight in the shaft as well, too. That kind of slowed down your release a little bit. Um, so you'll see a little bit more of that in the irons where, you know, we're not now we're not trying to tune in ball flight as specifically. Once we get into the shaft, we're trying to tune in the feel and the delivery of the club a little bit more. And then once you dial in the delivery, cause that has a big effect on the loft and lie, or excuse me, the um, length and lie um, with the loft as well too. But um, the length and lie are the biggest things. Then we'll get a length and lie fit. Um, length, especially too, that's super important with drivers as well as the irons. Um, most of the time, if you have anywhere near a, a quote normal swing and i know that's not really an easy thing to stay in golf but if you have a somewhat normal build and swing and you get the correct length whether we go a little bit longer or sometimes a little bit smaller in the irons um, your lie should be relatively close within a couple of degrees so then we'll just tweak that around do we need to go you know degree or two flat degree or two upright we check the loft again which we kind of dictated when we chose the club head and then we go from there on that.
Yeah, no, that's that's really uh, that's really good, and I think that uh, again we'll give a little snippet of that. You'll you'll see in in coming weeks uh, as we post, you'll actually get to see a representation of what that looks like uh, when Matt did a club or an iron fitting for me. So that that's pretty cool. We're also coming up pretty soon. We're actually going to do a, a really fun thing, something to look forward to. Um, the generations of starting back with the M1, uh, we're going to be uh, showing the generations of driver heads from TaylorMade. Yeah. So uh, M1 all the way up through the stealth release. Yeah, it's going to be really cool because that's what, six years of drivers on there now. And I was actually thinking on the way over here, it's actually really cool on the theme TaylorMade's got going out with the new carbon woods because the, the M1, I guess we missed one generation, but there was the original M1, but the M1 started the the multi-material construction in the driver so it was the first use really that TaylorMade had of of carbon in the drivers and then it went from just a carbon crown to the second m1 had a little bit more carbon in it to now we have a carbon club face which is actually not the first club ever with a carbon club face out there but in the modern day it's the first one to market with with the carbon club face and according to TaylorMade, it's here to stay this is what they're going with so titanium club faces on their drivers is now a thing in the past actually wow that's pretty wild um speaking of that oh well, i wanted to talk about uh some new releases too as far as equipment wise so we're talking about the stealth um again not to you know overstate it but we have the fitting day coming up this saturday what is the date? The 19th, 19th uh, yeah. March 19th. Um, so we have, I've been just like looking I like kid in a candy store. Like this is uh, when yeah. you talk about tech and stuff like that and new releases, like I am a sucker just as much as anybody else to want to hit every single shaft and combo. And right. Like I've just been, I've been playing, you know, I've been out here just like messing with different setups and whatnot. And, um, so I love new releases. That's my point of yeah. saying all that. Um, and it's not just TaylorMade. Obviously, that's featured right now, but also some other other stuff that's hitting the um, hitting the shelves. Or, or, or it's already released, but hitting my shelves, I should say, yeah. here at uh, Be Under Par. So we'll have some uh, ability to kind of play around. But the Stealth, I got a chance to hit it. Definitely a lot of fun. Um, the Irons, the P770, I know. That was last year's release into this year. Or was that? Yeah, the piece. So, so a TaylorMade has always kind of their Staggered. their players' irons. They kind of release at the end of the year prior. Yep. So the P seven seventy irons, uh, they came out the end of twenty twenty. Gotcha. That's so they're technically twenty twenties, but it was kind of for last year. Sure. So. so, but even into this year, like I had, I hadn't really played those or I hadn't tried those. Mm -hmm. I haven't tried the the stealth heads even with those sitting there. It's not really the the style iron that I like to play. Um, but I have tried a couple of the other new irons, uh, and I am eager to try. We're actually coming in shortly. Don't know when. The, uh, the new Pro Heads from uh, Mizuno the Pro. The Mizunos, yeah. The 220 series. Mm -hmm. um, I'm excited to try those. I've heard good things. Uh, one of my favorite accounts to follow on YouTube. I think Matt and I have talked about this at length. But uh, TXG, really good fitters. Uh, they do some great testing. Shout out to TXG. Um, but I, I've really delved into quite a few videos with them testing out the new Mizuno Pros. 
I'm excited to try those. Yeah, That's they cool. got a really clean look. Uh, you know, they kind of same idea as the TaylorMade P770 irons, but what was it the the 223s I think or the or like the HMB replacements and that's it's it's a lot of technology packed into a very clean looking iron. Yeah, it's and 221, 223 and 225. The 225 225 then. 225 is what it is. But yeah, those are super hot faces from everything I'm seeing and I like I was saying today, I really liked um I'm not going to spoil anything, but I really like the 770 head and I currently play the MMC um from Mizuno. And that 223 kind of replaces that MMC. So for anyone mm -hmm. that has tried the MMC or is currently gaming the MMC, um, those 223s are pretty, pretty good from what I hear. So I'm excited to kind of give those a try. A little more forgiving, um, but still kind of keeping the things that you like about the MMC. So some technology in there. The other thing was I just had the, the, the rep from Mizuno in here the other day, and he showed me. I am blown away. So maybe this is my lack of knowledge of the full, uh, the full catalog or the full array of Mizuno stuff. But they do a really good job, or or have done a really good job, I guess. Um, their wedges are pretty cool. The putters, I was really impressed by the putters. Yeah, like, the MCraft putters. Yeah, and not only that, but I actually learned a lot too. Like he was telling me, Scotty Cameron was originally a Mizuno, he was, he was on Mizuno staff. He as, made, he well, made yeah, the, the actually original, the first putter with Scotty Cameron's name on it was a Mizuno. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then he also told me Bettinardi, which speaking to you, I've actually, I know Matt to be a big those, fan. I don't know what you're about to say, but those original Scotties, even with Titleists for the first few years, were all milled by Bettinardi. So if that's what you're about to say. Uh, Bettinardi really actually what's interesting to them is, is they started and they still are actually an, an industrial company as well. So they they're actually one of a um, a manufacturer for the uh, defense industry. So really? they do a, a million of stuff like like a, a parts for 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 I mean, aerospace and stuff like that. Jeez. So they so they had a lot of experience with very fine, very precise a million of a lot of different materials and the owner I, I believe was just a golf nut and said hey i can mill my own a putter and had the equipment sitting around to do it and started doing it and realized hey we can make some money doing this so he actually started as as the place that would mill other companies putters and it took him a while even to launch his own brand which we know is Bettinardi golf now Jeez, yeah i i was thoroughly impressed though having said all that Bettinardi great putters i've gamed uh, a few scotties over the years but i will say the mizuno at the price point and the look absolutely i am totally a sucker for good yeah looks away i'd like i have to look down at a putter or actually probably the putter the least in my bag but when i looked at those mizuno putters they had some really cool designs i was really impressed um and then also their woods so mm -hmm. i think uh the ST line was, I was pretty impressed. Yeah. With you know, obviously being a TaylorMade guy, I've played the Irene TaylorMade uh, drivers for a long time. And actually prior to working, I've really always played uh, a, a TaylorMade wood. Um, but the Mizuno drivers especially are, are very interesting. They, they've made a lot of progress over the last a couple of years to really shed the image of, of just the iron company. Yep. And, uh, and they're really making a lot of, uh, uh, 
a headway in. And I don't know if you uh, checked out the My Golf Spy um, Most Wanted uh, Drivers of uh, 22, uh, but Mizuno actually got the most f- forgiving driver on That's the, uh, what is it, the S- STZ220. Okay, is that the, so which, which of the heads? There's three heads. There's one with the most customizable. I think that's the lowest spinning head. It's probably not that one. It's probably, yeah, is I, it their middle? Or it's the it's the STZ, yeah. So okay. there's the STX, STZ, and STG. Ah. Uh, so yeah, you're right. It's the middle one. It's the, the straight bias, low spin driver. I'm kind of looking up the website as we go right here. Uh, and it has the 120 gram weight in the back of it. I think you had mentioned the other one had two weights in it or, or whatever it was, but yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that was just the, the one that stood out in the test right there, but that they've got on their top, you know, top five, I think for the last two or three years, the my golf spy test, they're kind of a great third party unbiased, uh, That's tester cool. of, of equipment. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, my golf spy, I, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of my golf spy as well. Um, but yeah, no, exciting stuff coming from Mizuno is, and I've always thought of them as I've, I've owned quite a few sets of Mizunos over the years. I've owned sets of, of, uh, irons from, uh, TaylorMade as well, but really Mizuno, I've kind of been a Mizuno guy when it comes to, uh, seeing a, the shiny new Mizuno and just really liking it. And now they have, it seems like a better catalog to offer, um, which is kind of piquing my interest. Having yeah. said that. I have always been a tailor-made woods guy, right? So, like, I've played the drivers over the years. Actually, so, um, currently have two generations old. I have the original Sim and have been gaming the Sim. I might be switching over to the Carbon. Uh, the Carbon wood there with the uh, the Stealth this year. Uh, the Stealth Plus seems really interesting. I, I had some time being able to hit with it. And I don't hit the ball very far. I'm not, definitely don't, not a big mover of the golf ball, but I started to see some numbers like kind of jump up. And um, it was, it was impressive to me. The right, you know, again, the right fit, the right, finding that right sweet spot is where it's at. But when you hit that thing right, it, it definitely jumps. So um, I was pretty impressed having tried. Yeah, I think that's really where the stealth's been standing out this year is it's, you know, the, the, the club face that they've made, they, they've really been able to, to eke out a couple more miles per hour on the ball speaks. It's, it's tough. You know, they've been limited through the USGA and, and the rules of golf as to what they could do with the club head and the spring effect of the club head and all that. So you really got to go through some sophisticated engineering and tweaking of the MOI and all that stuff they did with the, the, with, with the weights savings and everything and you know got really creative with it but from the the top players in the world on down that's kind of the consensus that we're seeing this year is that you know that whatever they've done they they've really been able to add you know a little bit of ball speed where a lot of other drivers are are really not are not able to yeah i i i'm pretty impressed um you definitely know on the miss hits but on when you strike it right like that you get you can really move the ball and for somebody like me that like struggles with distance i've been trying to work on some ball yeah. speed gains but uh it really it, which goes back into you know you got to make sure that you're fit properly too and and there's three different versions of the stuff a lot like the mizuno there's there's three different versions of that so there's the the stealth plus that you had mentioned which is going to be the the slightly more compact shape of that the lowest spinning but also the lowest moi as well too 
Then there's the stealth, which is going to be the, the middle of the road. Then there's the HD as well. So that's kind of taken the place of the draw biased ones. But that's one that I would stress people not to sleep on as well, too. Actually, going back to the My Golf Spy Most Wanted Drivers, the Stealth HD was actually number two overall. It actually slightly beat the Stealth Plus. The Stealth Plus, when hit right, was slightly longer, just barely. But in terms of accuracy, forgiveness, strokes gained overall, a, a a distance on it the hd actually just eked out the plus as well too so i think that one is really going to be a sleeper for for a lot more players than just the types of people that need the draw bias and like i said before with the adjustability of it don't be scared of you know the fact it has a little bit of draw bias you could do a lot of tweaking around on there and if it's a little bit more of a forgiving model that could fit a lot of players yeah i like that that's a good point. And so remember everybody, if you're if you're going to spend the money, make sure that you put in the time to make sure it's the right fit. Like I honestly, the more that I see that, the more I experience that even myself, the more I'm realizing like, hey, if you're going to spend the money, you might as well spend that extra little bit of time making sure that it's the right fit for you. Absolutely. And I and I, I think that's worth its weight, right? Like that's worth its weight in gold. That's really important. Um, to spend that extra time. Um, so now coming up, there is, so this week, actually today, I think it hit 60 today. If it didn't, it did, 60, it, it was, was 61 in my car on the way home from work. Actually, it was, uh, it was a beautiful day. So talking about all this equipment, talking about getting a club fitting, if you're buying new equipment, um, talking all this stuff, it really just gets me fired up for the season. Yeah. Now, um, I think we've kind of run out of time for this episode, but I think uh, gearing up, there's a possibility I might be looking for a place to play this weekend. I that's a, it's it's a little little far fetched. Time is of the essence. Just had just had uh, my first child, so time is very precious right now. Uh, very busy, so I don't know if I'll be able to get out there. But point being, the weather is is playing nice with us. So uh, it looks like we're almost on the other end of winter now and uh, we're getting ready for golf season. So next time uh, we're on the podcast here, I wanna dive into a little bit of what's in the bag, talking mm -hmm. about the gear setup, talking about uh, what we did in the off season to kind of prepare for this coming season. I'm excited for a lot of things. I know um, we could talk a little bit about it next time, but the New England Am Tour or something yep, like that? Yep. What is, what's the, what's the official tour, name of that? The New England Amateur Tour. Okay, so yeah. I was right. Okay, so the New England Am Tour, I know you joined that. Um, I've been slacking. I joined I that, and to, they actually partnered up with another – I forget what it's called. It's another basically New England Am Tour that's more out of uh, the Rhode Island area, oh, but nice. a little bit of Connecticut as well too. I learned that just the other day – We'll definitely get into some a really cool events that uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited to play this year. So having said that, I, I need to jump on that myself, uh, make sure I get signed up because yep. I've been slacking. Uh, Maddie's trying to got, uh, get me to do that a few times. So I'm um, just reminding myself now. But exciting things coming up this golf season. Yep. I'm pretty hyped for it. There's Before a lot we of, log lot of off now, are... talking about sure. big things coming up, why don't you give everyone kind of a rundown of, of what's going on here? So we – we talked a little bit about some of the, you know, clubs we're going to stock, some of the brands, but give them a little bit of a rundown. 
now that we're starting into the year, simulator golf has kind of rewinded down a little bit. What's kind of the plan of she sure. under par kind of moving into the year here? Sure. So that's a good point. Thanks for bringing that up, Matt. Um, so like I've mentioned before, we're having a fitting day, tailor-made fitting day. We have all the equipment we have actually uh, very cool. We have a GC quad in the house already. Um, and we also use Unicore IXO, um, but very exciting. We also, uh, thanks to TaylorMade and thanks for Matt to, for hooking that up. Um, we also have a track man. So I love technology. I'm going to say that again and again, you're going to get sick of hearing it, but I love technology. I love to play with that stuff. Track man, uh, as you know, is one of the best out there. Look down a, a range, uh, on the PGA tour, you're going to get track man, right? So very cool. We got that. We have all the different heads, whether it be the carbon woods, the stealth line, um, the irons, the wedges, we got the putters as well. We got the new spider GT, uh, very cool line, uh, very sharp, uh, really, really good technology in there. Um, so that's exciting. That's coming up, uh, March 19th, but then also we're going to be carrying Srixon Cleveland, uh, Zexia, um, also Mizuno. Um, so very excited about that. As I mentioned, big Mizuno guy, but uh, also a big tailor-made guy. And over the years, I've also dabbled with some Strixon as well. So I'm excited for that. And on top of that, so that's in-house. That's if you come to the Be Under Par Performance Center here located in Winstead on Main Street, 406 Main Street here in Winstead. But then also, we're going to be hosting a golf tournament. Don't have all the details as of yet, but uh, Matt and I have talked about this a lot and uh, hosting a Be Under Par uh, golf tournament as well. Um, so a lot of things happening, uh, a lot of things. So even though the simulator season is done and maybe we're not going to be having a lot of uh, rentals here in the space, come get fit. We have some of the best technology, uh, in the world at this time for club fitting, uh, have very knowledgeable staff, uh, very knowledgeable, uh, the expertise of, of Maddie here, um, working with, tailor-made for years and and just really understanding the club experience and everything that goes along with it and he loves to nerd out on the tech as well just like i do um or if you need some swing instruction uh stop by with tpi based uh fitness instruction as well kind of to go hand in hand with each other um stop in and see me uh so we got a lot of exciting things on the docket i think uh coming up and then in our own personal games, just getting out and trying to play and have some fun matches as well, right? So, uh, but a lot of fun things on the horizon this uh, this golf season. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, um, email, uh, and check out our website, beunderparllc.com. And uh, we'll look forward to, if we don't see you here in the space, we look forward to seeing you out in the course. And uh, Matt... We're excited to have you part of the team as uh, as our expert expert fitter here, and uh, appreciate you for coming back on the podcast. And this is going to be a regular thing now, guys. So look forward to having Matt on here as a regular uh, guest on the Be Under Par podcast. Um, so thanks again. Absolutely, thank thank you guys. I can't wait to uh, get the year going, and I'm jacked up to see the progress we made. Yeah, let's go.